You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti. I'm the producer and host for today's show, which is being recorded on location at the ABA Mid-Year Meeting at the George R. Brown Convention Center in downtown Houston, Texas. Joining me now, and I'm happy that he is, is Mr. Alan Pusey from the ABA Journal. Uh, he joins us all the way from Chicago, Illinois, and we're very happy to have him. Alan, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. I'm a journalist, uh, above all. I'm not a lawyer, and I'm editor and publisher of the ABA Journal. I think I'm the first non-lawyer to have that title. But uh, I think it uh, shows the value that the ABA places on the independence of the journal as a magazine and as a publishing platform overall. So uh, we get a lot of latitude. We try to earn earn that by doing things that uh, the ABA needs to know about or uh, wants people to know about. So we, we had a chance and opportunity to stop by your office in uh, downtown Chicago uh, when we were uh, visiting for the Clio Cloud Conference and, uh, you know, massive complex, a lot of people working at the, I guess that's the headquarters for the ABA, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. How many, uh, how many workers do you have uh, and volunteers do you have working for the ABA Journal? We don't have any volunteers per se. We, we have a staff of 30. Okay. Staff of 30. That includes writers and salesmen and uh, copy editors, production people, designers. But uh, we, we do the whole magazine in-house. And uh, there's something interesting. You said that uh, you're the first uh, non-lawyer to be working for the journal. And so I, I know that there's some others out there. Um, so what is the, I guess, a, a estimate ratio of lawyers to non-lawyers working for the journal? I'd say about 40% of our staff are, have law degrees. 40%? Yes. So uh, most people working there do not have law degrees? Um, yes. Okay. Uh, that's true. But um, then again, most of the people who work at the ABA don't have law degrees. A lot of them do, but but many many don't. Um, so uh, anyway, so one of the things I wanted to uh, one of our goals for uh, uh, coming out here and then getting involved with the ABA mid year meeting is to learn more about the different programs and the different uh, uh, sections and divisions and groups within the ABA. So what is the ABA Journal's relationship to the ABA? Well, it's it's really interesting. Uh, we're celebrating our hundredth anniversary this year, uh, and it started off uh, much as any kind of academic journal. But uh, over the years, I think the ABA decided it wanted a voice that was independent of uh, the politics of the ABA and. Uh, uh, the machinery of the ABA, so it created a, a separate charter for the magazine itself. This is back in the 80s, and uh, we operate with a board of editors that uh, is chosen from from volunteers in the ABA, and uh, we we basically work for them under uh, a reasonably independent uh, charter. And uh, as far as content, I know there's the ABA Journal, but uh, there's, it seems like there's several publications within the ABA Journal. Can you tell me about those? Well, um, we, we view ourselves now not just as a, a magazine. The ABA Journal, of course, is, is uh, the heart of our publishing operation. But uh, like most places that have survived, we, we view ourselves as an overall publishing platform now. Publishing and platform, okay. That, that includes uh, a really wide range of activities. So we have a website, 24-7 website, abajournal.com. Uh, it's become uh, a, a kind of a go-to place for uh, bloggers. Uh, we have a directory of uh, 4,000 blogs now on there. It's a por- portal to those. 
we have newsletters that we send out on a daily basis. We have a weekly newsletter that goes to 600,000 people. Uh, we have a recent deal with LTN uh, to right. distribute podcasts for us. Uh, we do. We, we have a, a group of book podcasts. Uh, we have some news podcasts. And uh, uh, basically, we're trying to branch out into uh, all phases of publishing, including live events, uh, webinars, uh, classes, uh, seminars, that sort of thing. That's great. And just, just for the benefit of our listeners, and as, a, as kind of a disclaimer here, the, uh, we do, uh, Legal Talk Network does have an arrangement with, uh, with the ABA Journal to produce uh, podcasts. We have two shows right now. One is uh, uh, ABA Modern Law, or ABA Journal Modern Law, Modern Law Library, uh, which <laughs> I produce, uh, but somehow for some reason can't say it right now. And the you other produce one, it, but you can't pronounce that's, it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And the other one is uh, ABA Journal Asked and Answered. So uh, we've got great hosts for that, Lee Rawls for Modern Law Library and Stephanie Francis Ward for for asked and answered. They do a great job uh, doing that for us, and so uh, wonderful organization. And uh, you know the content, the content of the ABA Journal. You know, I routinely turn to the journal when we're uh, looking for uh, legal topics to cover on the air. Uh, in particular, for a show that we produce, Lawyer to Lawyer, I routinely check in with the ABA Journal, and I find the articles, um, you know, very informative, a lot of detail. And I, I wonder, you know, one of the things that I've always had a question is I, I was aware that you had non-lawyers writing a lot of these articles. How do you bridge that gap of non-lawyer writing legal content made for primarily, my assumption is, people that are in some way related to the law? Well, even our lawyers are journalists. And uh, the job of journalism is, is, regardless of what you're writing about, is to s- explain to other people things we know nothing about. So uh, basically, we're, we, we tend to be interpreters of uh, other people's thoughts, other people's actions, and uh, I, an arbiter of fact in some cases. And, and we try to take people into areas that they might not otherwise venture into and uh, uh, create a magazine where no matter what page you're on, you're going to find something of interest. And even if you hate a certain kind of news, you can find something you like elsewhere. That's great. That's great. Uh, like I said, the articles are fantastic. Um, and so uh, another question I had for you, I wanted to uh, ask you about uh, Blog 100. So uh, and that's obviously, uh, you know, it's one of our favorites because uh, we found a lot of our hosts uh, through Blog 100 that we've had uh, uh, during the years that we've been putting on our podcasts uh, on this network, Legal Talk Network. And so uh, tell me a little bit about the Blog 100. Well, when we launched the the, the website, abajournal.com, uh, in 2007, uh, one of the f- we wanted to give people a reason to, uh, to come to our website. And one of the things that we did was we, we, we tried to find every legal blog that we could find, tag them uh, for reader interest and writer interest, for that matter, and uh, put them in a directory. Uh, we started with maybe 1,200, and we're over 4,000 now, uh, legal blogs. And so if someone wants to come to our site and find a blog on uh, New York personal injury law, they can find it uh, through our website. So having done that and having all of that material available, we get exposed a lot to what our uh, our readers and, and writers are doing in, in the blogosphere. And so our staff puts together uh, each year a, a blog 100. It's, it's uh, our selection of 100 blogs that do, in our opinion, the best job of 
explaining, uh, delivering information, uh, explaining uh, uh, parts of the law, or just having fun with the law in one form or another. I want to uh, touch back on the 100 years that uh, the ABA Journal has been around. So when is the date or when was the date of the 100th anniversary? Um, in it, January of, of 2015, just last month. Okay. Uh, we uh, had a special 100-page issue of the journal. We, chron- we chronicled 100 years of law uh, going back, but we, we broke it down into decades that relate to us. In other words... Uh, starting with uh, 1915 to 1924, 1925 to 34, uh, and so on. And uh, we, we had a lot of fun doing that because what we did was we looked in e- within each decade to find the best law news or the most representative law law news stories uh, for that particular time. It could be, uh, you know, the Scopes trial or, or uh, a Supreme Court case or the court packing case. But what we tried to do was to uh, show people the breadth and depth of news that has happened, legal news, that's happened over in the time we've been in, in existence. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it, and we've gotten really, really good uh, uh, reviews on it as well. I've heard great things about it. I remember talking with uh, Lee Rawls and a little bit from Stephanie Francis Ward about it. And uh, how long did that particular issue take to put out? We started planning uh, early last year, wow. uh, maybe even before last year, trying to decide what, what kind of production values, uh, how much money we wanted to put into it. Uh, production means money. But uh, what we tried to do is we, we have a heavier paper uh, than we had before. We had a heavier cover paper than we had before. We wanted it to be basically a collector's issue. And more than that, striking a tone on it, we didn't want so much to celebrate our anniversary uh, so much as to point out the hundred years that uh, what had happened in the hundred years. So we tried to keep it as journalistic as we could. It wasn't just a celebration of us, but a celebration of what's happened in the last hundred years. And I, I, I think that's the part that I'm proudest of. We have a very full magazine with lots of articles about uh, what's happening today in the law. Our, our readers will have their regular complement of business of law features or uh, our national docket or our Supreme Court coverage. They have all of that. But they also have this extra va- value of, of that hundred years of law. Great. So being that this is uh, the mid-year meeting and uh, we're slowly creeping up to the, uh, the annual uh, meeting for the AVA, I-, I wanted to see if there's something you'd like to share with our listeners about what's upcoming with the AVA Journal in 2015-2016. Well, um, actually, we're, we're in the process of, of developing lots of things. Uh, for instance, in I guess our immediate concern right now over the, over the spring is a series of, of uh, events, live events that we're, we're involved with. We have, uh, we're a media sponsor for Lawyernomics in, in oh. Las Vegas. We are going to have at least two, I'm looking for the word seminars, but not really seminars, but two gatherings at Georgetown Law Center uh, in Washington uh, in, in April, uh, looking at uh, technology and the law. In fact, we're uh, a sponsor for Iron Tech Law, in, at, which has become fairly well known at Georgetown. And uh, in March, uh, we're going to be uh, part of 
the New Orleans Week of Ideas with uh, our access to justice. Uh, it's, I love uh, that name. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a uh, hackathon aimed at developing access to justice in, in uh, Louisiana. We're we're partnering with the uh, State Bar of Louisiana to uh, conduct a hackathon, which uh, is much like one we did at last year's annual meeting in Boston. Great. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of our program for today, but I certainly want to thank Mr. Alan Pusey for joining us. It's been an honor to meet you after working, uh, I guess, remote for so long. And so if our listeners want to follow up with you, ask questions about the journal, or would like to sign up in some way, uh, how can they reach you? Uh, they can reach me through the magazine. Uh, my uh, uh, phone number and my uh, email is, is online. You'll find a staff directory there. And uh, I'm happy to field phone calls, uh, even even uh, criticisms, and we, of course, look for ideas all the time, no matter where they come from. That's great. That's great. Well, this has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Until next time, thank you for listening. Thanks for having me. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.